All right, guys, here we go. Nordy's podcast. Huge episode. So excited for our summer of Star Wars as we talk Rogue One. And let me just tell you, spoiler alert, we love it. We talk a little Black Widow at the end. All kinds of shows. Hot Rex. Here we go. Nordy's podcast. And here we go, Nordy's Podcast. I'm Eric. I'm here with Ryan and Jim. How are you guys doing? Doing very well. Super. You? I'm doing pretty well. Can't wait to talk about this. We have Summer of Star Wars stuff, uh, like we said, so can't wait to hop into that with you guys. But before we do, we need you guys to hop on your phone and give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram at Nord East Podcast. Also, subscribe anywhere that you get your favorite podcast from and get the Nord East Podcast directly to your phone or your device each and every week. Thank you. Well done. Way to bring the energy. Bringing the energy. I love it. All right, guys. Uh, so lots of good stuff for us to talk about. But before that, we have a really exciting beer from some of our good friends. What are we drinking today? All right. This is Fair State. We love Fair State. So this is Tibana, a new double dry hopped hazy IPA, which we're excited about. They did it with the Hubbard's Cave. Have you heard of Hubbard's Cave? No. Ryan, have you heard of Hubbard? No, okay. We no, don't yeah. know who no. they are, uh, but they came together and brewed something that's uh, pretty sexy. What do you guys think? It looks beautiful in this glass. I really like this beer mm. like a lot it tastes um uh citrusy and dank i yeah. agree yeah like it does actually say overripe pineapple on the back yeah i got like the pap- like stinky papaya i got like nose on i got like stinky like hops <laughs> like, <laughs> well that is the point it is like a it's it's like a it like, almost tastes like a wet hop beer to me little doinks yeah yeah like i really like it but it's just like very earthy with the hop taste and very citrusy i just really i, I think this is a, a great beer did i just come I up with a new beer for fair state what'd you say little doinks oh little doinks like dial it back a little bit yeah so it's a little bit i have that. some big doinks in the fridge as well pick yeah. that up as well today love it that's great little doinks if you're listening it's not nico probably that call me innovative hit me up <laughs> Go in the other direction with it. <laughs> All right, guys. So we got lots of stuff to talk about today, and uh, no better place to start than with Bill Cosby. Oh, two weeks in a row we've talked about him. <laughs> yeah, Bill Cosby. Did we say we're never going to talk about him again? Yeah, but we have but to break only that. to rip him. Yeah, and, which is what we're Bill Cosby to do. attempted to book the Comedy Cellar in New York City, and they said no way. We're not interested. I love it. Good. I mean, think about it. Like that should have been. I think a lot of places would say yes. Like there was, you know, the, there was the comedy club that let. Uh, CK or Louis CK come back when he had had his huge you know scandal harassment shit and he they got it they drew some you know sl- flack for it but dude it was a giant name right so they were they really you know I'm I'm proud of this the comedy seller New York City is like one of their finest said no to Bill Cosby so I think that's cool maybe uh, other places will follow suit and not let this dude make a bunch of money. I think that there's a difference between Louis C.K. and Bill Cosby. There is. And I'm not trying to act like um, like things are acceptable and not, or like less sexual harassment is okay, because it isn't. Um, but I do believe in justice, and I do believe in people having second chances. And a second chance doesn't mean that there aren't grave punishments or that you don't have to do 10 times as much work. Um, but I do think that Louis C.K. did stuff that was inappropriate and disgusting. And it had a serious effect on him, as it should have. Um, but I think we should, you know, allow him to at least attempt to get back into people's good graces. I don't think Bill Cosby really can. Yeah. I mean, I think Bill he Cosby... He shouldn't be allowed to. I don't think he can. I, I think that, like, what he did is is um, he can live out his days. Uh, the justice system, right or wrong, um, is allowing him to be a free man. But I don't think a free man um, needs to be able to do comedy clubs. 
So again, I, I'm not trying to be insensitive to any of it. It's all terrible and, t- and bad. Um, but it's one, not the same. one guy committed like n- numerous felonies and uh, I just think it's, it's there. I don't think anyone should allow who, him. He was a, he's a convicted felon. Right, right, a convicted right. He was felon released who was in on a technicality. Prison, yeah, who was released on a technicality. Yeah. I just we don't got we don't need that. So he okay. he should be able to read the room too. He needs to just disappear. I don't think when you've come to that level of narcissism and you've and drugged just, the, the and he's the, old, right? So he's all these people around here sh- showing him the good, which like you know his Patricia or whatever Rashad or whatever who was his wife back on the Cosby Show. Yeah, is like a big supporter. Like yeah, Fel- he's Felicia got justice, Rashad. You know, just there's a lot of like people within Hollywood that are like supporting him and still tweeting like yep justice is served he's out and it's not popular but he that's all he's seen he doesn't know how to use twitter he just has people showing him shit she's like we're back like no we're not dude yeah i think it's just for him to do what he did to as many women as he did for as many years as he did a doesn't have a conscience at all right uh, or a good one in that and has no clue at 85 or whatever he is like what the public sentiment is about him. Yeah. I think he just still thinks, oh, I was popular in the 80s. We'll do the pudding joke again. Yeah. Like, yeah. like what are you going to joke about, dude? Like your time in the clink for date raping women? Like, it okay. sucks. Yeah. Somebody wants to hear it. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. Let, like Eric said, let him go off into the sunset, live out his days, and never be heard from again. Until and we'll, we'll talk about him next week. We'll catch up with him. Yeah. So. <laughs> All right. Um, next up. Jeff Goldblum joining season five of Search Party. One of our favorite shows. I am so excited about this. He's perfect for the show. I have to say, I've been feeling kind of crabby today. And when we were doing the pre, like the pre-meeting on what we were going to talk about, and Ryan told me this news, it was the single best moment of my day. Because <laughs> I love this show, and I love that it's coming back for one more season, and I love Jeff Goldblum, and I can't even imagine what he's going to do on this show, but it's going to be perfect. You're smiling even now, and you haven't smiled since I got here. It makes me feel so good and so happy that this is going to Who do you happen. want to see him in scenes with most? Like He might be part of all of their storylines, or he might just be with one of the characters. Um, I really hope that, I mean, I don't want to give anything away. Um, right. I do think that the, the three of them, the three friends, but not the main girl are going to spend some real time together. I hope. Yeah. And I hope that he's like part of their crew. <laughs> like, I know that's not. I could also <laughs> picture him with the main girl. Like he's like an eccentric billionaire that like takes her under his wing or something. Yeah. And she's like spending this time realizing he's weird or something. I don't know. I just I can't wait. I, I just my mind races because it's just too perfect. Like his tone is so good. I've loved the guest stars they've had on the show. They just come in, maybe one episode, maybe two. I hope he does a bunch, but it's just perfect. Can't wait. Love the show. I love it. It's on HBO, right? Yes. It was a TBS show for the first two seasons. It's been an HBO show now for the last two and will be for the final one. I just think this is like an underrated show. We talked about it quite a bit on here. I just think if you didn't watch it, it's a really easy watch. Search it's, party on H for the people that say. You never say it twice. Search Party. Search Party, HBO Max. Check it out. Great show. Like, I really enjoyed it. It was so different than pretty much anything I've watched. All right. I care. I care. Sure. I care a lot. All right. Succession, also HBO Max. Season 3 trailer comes out. Um, this is an amazing show. Ryan, I know you were really excited about this trailer dropping. Uh, what do you think for Season 3? Well, as the... I was an ardent anti-Succession person initially. I was mm-hmm. like, that looks dumb. Yeah. I listened to my friends... Listen to good friend of the pod, Tony Ballster. He pushed and pushed. Said it's a banger. Pushy motherfucker. Banger show. Yep. Turned it on. Couldn't turn it off. Uh, Greg, one of the all-time Greg. greatest TV characters of all time. Um, anyway, I, I 
severely miss the fake dysfunctional Roy family in yeah. my life. When I saw the trailer, I was like, oh, shit. I need that back. I'm very excited. I love this show. Um, it's one of the shows that, like, is. it seems like you're not going to like it, right? Someone will watch it and tell you how good it is. And there's so many of these shows where, like, the pace of the show is kind of slow. And it's not, like, an action show. It's not a murder mystery show. It suits and billions, but better. Yeah, and it's like, you, you get shows like this, and, like, I think it takes quite a few people being like no it's really worth it it's really hard to watch a show where everyone's pretty unlikable yeah <laughs> i mean it makes it very difficult when you're yeah. like these are just asshole like billionaires squabbling it's, it's, over are you down with rpp yeah you know me these are rich people's problems yeah, yeah exactly and they're pretty silly and i actually am not even caught up i i don't know i watched like second like two of the two or three of the episodes of the second season oh, so great <laughs> so good i know well you can this would be a good lead-in for when it comes yeah. out in december i think is when it's uh gonna i don't know started in the fall you should i should try it's, to catch up it's there's really not that much show. tv on yeah we'll see all right uh i care a lot care okay uh witcher season two drop in november 15th december 15th december 15th i didn't know the date because i don't care um <laughs> this show was disgustingly violent and i know that we'll get a lot of eye rolls from our uh um, extremely tough, uh, desensitized <laughs> listeners. Uh, but this show is disgusting. I hate Henry Cavill. I didn't like the video game, The Witcher. Um, it, un- I, it unticks a lot of boxes for you. Wow. Blah. This ain't your show. No, this show sucked. But you love Netflix. Well, you, you love, love bad shows on Netflix. So I, I don't think know you why liked, you don't love this. You liked the first episode, but at the end, fight scene was just too much for you to the handle. The end was like, hey, do you like throat slitting? And I was like, nope. And they were like, how about 30 of them in slow motion? Or, yeah, <laughs> we stick the sword in the guy's face, and then he rips it back through his skull. And you're like, yeah, that's enough for me. And I was like, that was sweet. <laughs> how did they do that? That was cool as hell. Yeah, it was pretty gross. The show was fine. It was actually probably below average, but you know, it looked good and it kept me going enough. I'll watch it. I'm just not not psyched on it. I don't really care about the season two premiere, but I'm probably going to watch it. You're for sure going to watch it. I mean, we're going to watch like four. And if it's trash, be like, wow, that show's over. Or Henry Cavill might be back, Eric, and we're going to make you watch it. The only place I want him back is in the uh, Mission Impossible Mission series. Impossible no. series yeah. <laughs> um, I think he's pretty fucked. Yeah. Did you see what happened to him? Yeah, not didn't go well. <laughs> yeah. Um, so... I'm doing a poor job today because we're going back to HBO Max. And if I was really good at my job, we would just be on HBO Max the whole time. But here we go. HBO Max, Last of Us series, um, Pedro Pascal and uh, the little bear, Liana Mer- Mormont, whatever her name is. Let's call her life. that for now. She um, doesn't get a name yet. They are going to be together in this like video game adaptation series on HBO Max. We found out it's going to be 10 episodes. I've never played this game. I like kind of know what it's about. I think I played maybe an hour of the game is all. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, I, I understand the universe, but I don't really know the story. And so I'm really excited to watch this coming from a place of like, this is a story I don't know. But I'm sure that the people who played the game are excited for, the, you know, the reasons that they, they know how perfect this story actually for is. For the studio to deviate from the video game <laughs> right. and, piss, and piss everyone well, off. <laughs> that's not how that went. Yeah, that's me. Um, I loved the game. I, I couldn't. I couldn't finish the second one. I haven't finished it for whatever reason, but it's a, I mean, the first one is one of the best story experiences I've ever had in a video game. True. And I think it's so perfect that I'm not really sure you need to go to HBO with this story, but it's going to be great. I think, unfortunately, Eric, this might be even more violent than The Witcher, or at least grosser when mm. they do it. Like, when you play the game, dude, she kills humans too, you know, or the, the characters do, Joel yeah. or whatever. And dude, I mean, they're knifing people and it's gross. And they're like the noises that people make. It's like my wife can't be in the room when I play this game. She's I, like, this is sick. Something's wrong. Well, I'm like, eh, it's just 
fucking sweet. I, I mean, it's an apocalyptic universe, and like yeah. ammo is limited, which is one of the most annoying parts of the game. Is like you you got to go with your melee you gotta weapon, sneak yeah. up on people and mm. stab in the neck. So mm. um, yeah. we'll watch it first. Don't worry, buddy. Yeah, we'll watch it. Let's go with that plan. But I will say this: <laughs> um, it really makes me appreciate the the type of movies where like people have like a silencer, you know, mm-hmm. and they mm-hmm. just and they just like you know. Those are usually pretty fake movies because the silencers aren't that silent. In the back of someone's head? Yeah. I'm okay with that. That gets you through it? Yep. That's what it does. (laughs) (laughs) That's what it does on a movie. Yeah. I'm sure in real life it sounds just like that. Um, Well, I'm excited about this. 10 episodes is a lot. I mean, I I bet this can be about 10, 45 minute episodes. So, yeah. I'm I'm excited for the show. Like, really excited. (laughs) All right. uh, Oh, go ahead. Mm -mm. I was going to say, I think if any other network was doing this, this was like coming to Netflix, I would be lukewarm. Yep. But because it's in the hands of HBO Max, I think it's going to be done pretty well. I do too. That's huge. All right. So again, we're back with HBO Max here. That's because we got the first promo images of, and just like that, the uh, reboot of Sex and the City, a 10 episode series that's coming out. Does this do anything for you? No. No, it does nothing. I'm not going to watch this. There's no way. Um, Why'd you put it on It the took list? over the internet. That's why I'm bringing it up. Yeah. It, it was, was pretty viral. Where this yeah. promo image of them looking like, I'm sorry, they look like shit. These women just, <laughs> like, either they should have just gone natural and looked like older women or not because they just look silly to me and they kicked out kim cattrall isn't she like a anti-vaxxer like storm the capital gal mm, is she really i think she is and i think she was not invited so one of the four women the blonde one that she's was the like, only interesting one yeah for sure for sure all right so um, and we just don't care i don't even know why we're spending this much time yeah. i mean this is a yeah i don't three care. for three don't care um all right so i might not be good at my job because i didn't organize this well but watch this okay okay speaking of anti-vaxxers and storming the Capitol and a throwback to where I should have put it behind a uh, sex offender, uh, Bill, Bill Cosby. Cosby. Donald Trump is suing Twitter, <laughs> Facebook, and YouTube <laughs> for, nice. for censorship. All right. See, you find a way. Life finds a way. Yes. Jeff Goldblum. That was a callback to him. So there you go. Uh, yeah. For censorship... Um, I, ju- I just can't <laughs> believe this. Ha- I mean, did anyone watch what was the Cambridge Analytica documentary? Um, I don't know. It was on Netflix. It was really interesting. Yeah. It was pretty much about how like Cambridge Analytica, which was hired by the Republican Party. I'm not saying this in a negative way. All right. Like I'm, I'm honestly not. I'm not being a troll. The Republicans and conservative politics parties from around the world hired Cambridge Analytica, which was this incredibly brilliant data corporation to like use social media to influence voters and i'm not saying that in a bad way like they just they were smart they utilized the internet in a way to win elections they weaponized it yes literally trump probably does not get even close to elected without facebook um facebook has been pretty firmly on on his and the republican party side um i think this is just silly like for real like it's just it's absurd. <laughs> like it's been so nice not having his tweets in the news and his bullshit. It's been amazing. I don't want to hear his stupid bullshit take on everything like we'd have to. It'd be like, here's a story coming up at ten, and then at ten fifteen we share how the how Donald Trump feels about it. Yeah. Like on everything. Well, what yeah. was it? Uh, I love the infighting now too because like <clears throat> there's a book um, that comes out or is coming out, and there's some quotes from uh, Bill Barr about how. Trump wouldn't listen to him and he wasn't going to, you know, yeah, look like into like books coming out about election him. fraud and all that stuff. And and then the next day, Trump releases a statement saying Bill Barr is like a hack job of a lawyer <laughs> and all this stuff. And it's so it's just it's always funny to me that that he can turn on anyone and everyone's like, yep, totally. I, I, I believe dear leader. And it's just so yeah. preposterous. Yeah. But I'm with you, Jim. Just not even having him like bloviating 
on TV or like you said, his tweets. It's just so refreshing. I know. Like I don't want to take that for granted because he might be back at some point. Seven point plan. Well, yeah, you saw the seven point plan. I sent yeah, that to you guys. So. <laughs> yeah, um, that's coming. Yeah, in days, not not years. Jim. Right, in days. Your seven point plan. Um, seven point plan. I love that. Like former President Barack Obama is releasing like his uh, summer reading list. Mm-hmm. You know, on Instagram, we listen to his summer playlist. He's painting got, in the house. Yeah, he's, he's got uh, his summer albums and music that he's been listening to. But Trump is suing the people that put him in power. Kind of funny. Right. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> That'll right. be entertaining if I choose to pay that. Okay. Um, so we got to keep it fair and even here. Okay. Okay. Fair and even. Um, also, um, Hunter Biden. Yeah. yeah laptop. Hunter, Hunter Biden. Hunter I, what a joke. Biden. I can't wait for the laptop. A straight goofball. Hunter Biden. Goofball. Hunter Biden. I just Hunter need, Biden. I need the laptop to be released. Silly guy. Um, all the And the Fauci emails, too. Let's not mm. forget about that. Let's get those yeah. Fauci mails. I want yeah. Fauci mail. I want yeah. that, too. Even. Okay. Cool, cool. Okay, moving on. Uh, back to Netflix. Okay, oh. uh, Netflix announced Zack Snyder's Army of Thieves coming out. I didn't watch Army of the Dead. Did you? Why not? Was it good? Yes, it was pretty good. It was good, and it was can fun. You, can and you it guys like, Rotten Tomatoes it for me real quick? Yeah, it's like a sixty-eight. Okay, I wanted to give it one more. Is it like a ninety-minute movie? Uh no, it's kind of too long. Is it's it like, like it's like over two hours? Is That's it one Dave of the Batista? only problems. Yeah. Yes. Is he funny? No. Okay. But he's really serious. He's good. Okay. He's got some a little bit of range. I think he's all right. The movie's like kind of a joke, but it was like a big fun universe that they built with all these cool new zombie rules involved. And um, there was like aliens in it. And there was like, at one point, there's like one of the zombies, they shoot it and it was like a, a robot inside. And did they talk about it? No. No, they just kept moving. Didn't need to. Because it's great, because it's fun. And it's like, now later, he can make a sequel and explore any one of these alien factors or the, maybe the aliens are related to the thing. Or did you see like the part where they're like, they found a bunch of bodies and plans that only they should have had in the casino that had been like killed. And they all looked like them with their outfits. Mm. And it was like, I think we're stuck in like a time loop. I don't know, because we're just pressing on with the plot. It was fun. It's linear. You got to move through it. (laughs) You move through it. So like maybe there's a time loop. Maybe there's aliens. Maybe there's, you know, robots. Um, Just a fun ass movie. I enjoyed it. And so they're kind of expanding this universe. You know, like the German uh, safe hacker guy, the safe cracker. Yeah. Okay. So he's he's actually directing this and starring in it for Netflix. You know, for Zack Snyder gets a piece of this. And it's like a prequel where he's like with his gang of thieves cracking safes oh, maybe oh. in Germany. He's, I don't a, know. he's a character in this movie. He's a character yeah. in this movie, but he's like the guy is directing this movie and, mm. and starring in it. Um, I'll probably watch this too. I don't know if it's going to have aliens or if it's just going to be a straight up heist movie because it's before the alien invasion, I believe. I'm going to say I don't care right away Yeah, until I see some footage yeah, and then I, mean, I might care. It sounds like we're going to get a lot of this stuff. Um, we're going to get animated series. We're going to get sequels. We're going to get spinoffs. I'm so, already tired of it. Yeah. I mean, that could happen quick, but for now, we'll still cover it. So I care a little bit. Okay. Um, we also got news that Ethan Hawke is just the latest person to join Knives Out 2. Oh, I like I this. Lo- I like Ethan Hawke a lot. I like this because I am starting to get this vibe that it's um, Oceans. Knives Out is the new Oceans. Ooh. And Oceans... But new ensembles every time. Yeah, but what I liked about Oceans was that like it seemed like it was just a bunch of Hollywood friends having fun. Mm-hmm. And I just always kind of appreciated that about the movie. Like, it was just everybody taking a smaller role just to make a movie together. And 
for whatever reason, I that, thought you hated super teams. Um, <laughs> I'm just I like, kidding. I'm I like kidding. Movie Move super teams quite a bit. Um, I I like this. I don't even know who's all in the movie. I'm sure it will just be okay. I can't wait to watch it. You don't remember the 25 people that we've already talked about? Oh my god! In my mind right now, who's not? I don't know if I could name two of them. <laughs> <laughs> like I really don't. Daniel I, Craig and Ethan Hawke. There, uh, you, there go. you go. I, I mean, I just have no idea who's going to be in this movie. I just know that every week we tell, <laughs> tell people someone new is, and. I just am excited. I think it's going to be fun. You could probably pick a couple random names. I don't think I could refute you. Right. I'd be like, yeah, I'm pretty sure we <laughs> I said know that the girl from, six weeks ago. The girl from uh, from OBX, Sarah Cameron. There you go. going to be in it. There we go. You're, at, you're yeah. at three There's now. There's three out of 30. All right. Do we care? I care. I, of course. I, I don't even know if it's going to be good. I don't even know if I loved the first one. Did you guys ever hear the story where, where Ethan Hawke sitting next to Rihanna? Yes. On the court? I love that story. Did you hear this, Ryan? No. So he's told it now on like Jimmy Kimmel and a couple of the places and he just cops to it. So he was on the he was courtside at a basketball game and Lake, Rihanna Lakers game. Yeah. And with his kid, with his son. And he's sitting there in two seats. And on the other side of his kid is Rihanna. So at the half, they go up to get snacks, and when they come back, he switched seats with his kid. <laughs> and he's single at the time. He's like, well, I had to shoot my shot. I had to chat with her a little bit. I mean, wouldn't she do the same thing? Yeah. So Ethan Hawke's a man. All right. Uh, something else that I think we will care about. Jermaine Clement and Taika Waititi are going to do a new action series together. Do we know anything more about it? Uh, no. I mean, you just literally said everything that we need to know. I yeah. mean, this will be probably like after the next season of what we do in the shadows comes out yes and then they got that um is it like some city in in england wellington paranormal is that the one i think it's uh new zealand but yeah okay yeah it's new zealand of course so taika's doing that one which i think he's already like done and we're just seeing it for the first time i think it's like a year and a half old already um but that'll come out and then i think they're gonna work on this so what is the girl he's just great i love his tv i love his movies Oh, um, Rodriguez. Michelle Rodriguez? No. No, she's... Nope, nope, no. No, no, no. Who's the girl that, that um, BB, is... Baby. I thought he was he was dating Rexa? the girl... BB Rexa? No, 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 no. Uh, Rita Ora. Oh, yes. But what's the other girl who was like, who plays Valkyrie? Yeah, 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 yeah. Tessa Thompson? Tessa, Tessa Thompson, Thompson. Who's a lesbian. Oh, yeah. Well, they... Did you hear they were all making out? The In three of them? Australia. And then, then they finally asked him about it. And then he had because the there was pictures came out of them all of three them making all out. three making out all night and having this wild night together and stuff. And then sounds they, great. They asked him about it and he was like, "Yep, it did happen. It was great. And I was just living my best life and it was great." And then they didn't said, have anything anything to apologize for. And then and they're they like, tri- "Well, what about you know you work for Disney now? Do you think he's like, nope, I didn't do anything wrong. It's and all then, good." And then and then they were like asking him about his shows and movies and stuff. And then he kept being like. They're going to be great, just as great as when I was making out with Tessa Thompson and Rita Ora at the same time and having a great time. And he just kept, he kept turning the interview back to that he did that and how great it was. Uh, I love that. He's a fucking treasure. I think that at this point, um, I think I am more interested if he is attached to something than I am any director or actor. Over Chris Nolan? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not saying I'll like it more, but yeah. like I just if if he's attached to it, I'm instantly excited. Your about ears it. perk up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and like I, that's great. And like just so it if, should be. if he's doing something, it doesn't. I don't even care who's in it. Like I just know I'm gonna like it. If, if everything he does is funny, everything he does is really well done and creative. And I've just pretty much liked everything that I've seen that he's done. So at this point, he might be my top draw in movies and television. It might be for me after seeing Rogue One with fresh eyes, Gareth Edwards, who like. 
doesn't do anything else. If I heard he was doing something, I'd be listening. But no, for real, I mean, that's up there. I, I get it, dude. Taika, yeah. everything that he does, we have to follow because it's going to be our new favorite thing in a year and a half. Oh, for sure. Um, all right. Last couple things here. Uh, what if trailer for Marvel, which is going to be like some kind of cartoon show about like, what if something different happened in some big moment? Am I right? Kind of. Sounds right. Did yep. you watch the trailer, Ryan? A little bit of it. Yeah. So okay, it's, I watched it's, it. It's like if something different happened. So do you have an example? That well, they started got? off yeah. with uh, There's uh, a bunch. Iron Man. You know, after the car gets, the Humvee gets like blown up in right. the first Iron Man. I, I don't remember, what, or I don't know what the resolution is going to be, but like there's going to be like something different. Like if, well, if that didn't go he was rescued by Warmonger, uh, Killmonger. Killmonger, yeah, yeah. Who was probably serving at the time, which makes sense. So he, yeah, he was rescued instead of being captured. So maybe he never became Iron Man or Killmonger does or something. And then there was one where like Peggy becomes like Captain America, but for Britain, Captain Britain. Yeah, there's like so she there, becomes a super. Isn't soldier? there something on the on the the poster? It's like Spider Man wearing Doctor Strange's cloak, cloak or something. And like, yeah, it'll just be fun. I think the animation looks cool. I don't know how long each episode's going to be. Twenty five minutes, maybe. I thought so that the short, cool thing is, is like they obviously took the they obviously took the footage, like the actual footage, and then they must have used some kind of software to turn it into a cartoon from there. Mm -hmm. And so it looks very similar, the same positions, the same things that happened in these movies, you know? Yeah. And then they, they cartoonize it. I think it's going to be really cool. I thought the animation looked really cool. I don't know who's actually voicing original lines in it. I think it's probably not our main people. Probably, probably not. Like different actors, but I think it looks cool. I mean, it's definitely like not important for canon or uh, not like uh, essential viewing, but it could be fun. See, I think that if they want it to be the main people voicing them, they will be. Um, because if you don't think that these people haven't been paid enough to just be on call at any point in time for eternity, like Robert Downey Jr. might be kind of out, but if they if they were like, hey, Robert, we need you to come in for 20 minutes to record something, he would be on a plane that day. Oh, I'm, yeah. gu I'm guessing there's probably something also in the contract <laughs> of like, you know, in perpetuity, you know, if we should need you for something, if you still want to get royalties from this stuff, then yeah. you need mm -hmm. to come in and at least have the contract negotiation sure. or whatever. Yeah, oh, yeah. I just think that like these people have made so much money off of this stuff that they're happy to pull whatever favors yeah sure. because robert downey jr has to owe his entire career to marvel at this point <laughs> crazy right i crazy. mean he was he was done and although let's be fair he might be done again like <laughs> he's trying to couple he's, things if he's done now failed. it doesn't matter it doesn't matter you're right if, that, if he's that, done that now, sherlock. sherlock i want all sherlock <laughs> just sherlock it's just, just i am just, iron man just that's what he is now no let him be sherlock holmes like ethan hunt in Mission Impossible, and we'll uh -huh. just keep making Sherlock movies. Yeah, oh, for sure. Like, I'd love give him, to see more. Give him creative control. And just let him Absolutely. Let him go have his fun. But but I will say... Um, They're hard to write, though, man. When they got to be smart. When you tough. turn into a character, like him being Tony Stark, or Daniel Radcliffe being Harry Potter, it's like, people are like, oh, it's a gift and a curse. It's a gift and a gift. Being yeah. Daniel Radcliffe and just being Harry Potter is just a gift. Like, how rich is that kid? Oh, yeah. yeah he's, it's, so he's like, he can't get any more roles. I'm like, oh, poor him. Yeah. Well, except he poor keeps doing he'll stuff. He'll just do drugs with his money. Oh, now he's dead. Yeah, great. <laughs> well, but like he did that. <laughs> Sorry, that's what happens. What dude. was the movie? <laughs> Might that... not be a gift like you think it is. What was the movie that like did so well at Sundance with like the dead body on the island, like in a plane crash that or he whatever? did, yeah. Where he like, he like got it. it. It was like a farting dead body. Yeah. And then he like to save, to get off the island at the end, he like made it fart 
a lot and then wrote it like a powered surfboard. No. That's the no. type of shit he does. Oh, he has another one where he bolted guns to his hands called it's called Guns Akimbo. A guns Akimbo. Couldn't get through it. Trash. That's the one where he's like in the street in like a robe, you know, like yeah. looking crazy. They use it for like memes and shit. Yeah. It's hot today. Bad movie. Saw it today and I was like, are those bolted to his hands? Is what I thought today. Oh really? Yeah. What just, a just strange today. coincidence just today. that came up. Yeah. Um, all right, guys, lastly, we'll hop into some real Star Wars talk uh, in a little bit with our summer of Star Wars. Um, but Star Wars directors for the Book of Boba have been announced. We know it's going to be Robert Rodriguez, Dave Filoni, John Favreau, Bryce Dallas Howard. This is the Disney Plus all-star team for Star Wars. Well, at least for uh, Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. But I think this is showing that they are now in control of Star Wars. Yeah. That's the crew. I'm fine with that. I mm-hmm. am. I'm all here for that. So fine yeah. with that. They are perfect. Mandalorian is one of the best TV shows of all time. And they have sure. absolutely uh, made our summer of Star Wars. Um, I'm going back with a with a better, brighter, more positive lens on all of Star Wars based mostly on the work that Jon Favreau and Dave Filoni have done since these things have come out that have made the things that have come out better. Ooh, it's a nice take. I, I, I kind of agree with all of that. It's essential viewing. I mean, this is like, it's top tier shit. And I think that they have it nailed with these people. I think like their retconning mistakes of the past has made the mistakes of the past like kind of disappear. And uh, I think that's the coolest part of it. Not disappear. Just, I mean, it, sometimes it feels a little forced, but it definitely helps when they're like, yeah, this... You know, this big surprising thing that happened in the sequel that made absolutely no sense and came out of nowhere and they gave zero explanation for because it was probably really hard to write. Well, we've taken some time and thought about it and we found out some ways it could have happened and we're presenting those ways to you now so that you, upon rewatch of that, it'll go down the palette a little easier. I, I'm not talking about the... the, the like the Emperor the returning sequels. or the, I'm not really the rise of, of, you know, the First Order. Those things, they've helped. It, they've taken the edge off a bit. But I'm not really Still talking stupid. about those those movies as much as the ones that we've already watched where Dave Filoni has kind of gone in and been like, hey, you thought the prequels were kind of bad? Well, I'm going to fill in all of the gaps with Clone Wars and then Mandalorian and then we'll make Rogue One and we're going to do all of these things that are going to make those prequels feel a little mo- more coherent if you kind of know the canon mm-hmm. and so i just think that it's in great hands and um boba, boba fett is not a character i care about but i'm so in on this team that i know that every episode is going to be like the most essential television yeah out of these i think that i'm least excited for boba and then probably ahsoka next and then obviously obi-wan for what me about for mandalorian? Kenobi. mandalorian is probably right below um kenobi just i mean it's probably stupid for me to like take for granted a show that i know is good for one that i hope is going to be but i have such high hopes like i've said before if kenobi is not my favorite show of all time it's a disappointment mm. so i that's i know it's a huge problem i think i'm more excited for ahsoka than i am for kenobi nah not me man ewan is just too good just give me all of it man i know i, I, want I, it all. Just, I don't I, I don't think we should be picky at this point in time i i've been harping on this podcast for three years that we need more long form star wars we're getting it we're getting it and let's just strap into the roller coaster enjoy the ride there's going to be ups and downs it's not all going to be perfect you're going to get jostled around a few times and be uncomfortable but then you know it's still it was still a great time while you were on it so okay that's my outlook like i think that's right setting the bar with obi-wan that high is oh yeah like you're gonna be let down i i know but what if i'm not 
But then you're going to be like, it only met the level that I set for it. I wasn't blown away. It's Well, that would blow me. I need to be blown away for it to be uh, my favorite show ever. So, All right. So I'm going to I'm gonna reach out here. on. I'm going to do something that's not popular amongst our listeners. But I'm going to call out to a friend of the pod, good friend of the pod, um, longtime listener, um, first time caller, Bob Iger. Okay. Mm-hmm, CEO mm-hmm. Hey, of uh, Disney. And yep. I just want you to know, Bob, that I am willing to pay $20 a month. And you could probably talk me into 25 but I want a new live action Star Wars episode every week forever. So they got to make... Three sixty-five per year for you. No, 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 no. fifty-two. No. Fifty-two episodes a oh, year. Oh, per week. Okay, once yeah, per really week. <laughs> once per week. <laughs> I wasn't listening. Once per week, and it could be eight different shows. You know that each get done once a year, and then yeah. they add a new show when one of them goes out of circulation. I don't want them to be cartoons. I want live action yeah. Star Wars once a week forever, and I will pay twenty dollars, and I could be talking to twenty-five a month for Disney Plus, and I will sign a lifetime contract. I think that it's a lot, man. As Disney. Plus sees the subscription like count an episode. going up, uh, you're going to get pretty much whatever you want, I think. They're going to continue making these shows. And no, but that doesn't include all of the Marvel shows that they're also doing oh. and other things. <laughs> so you also need that. Yeah, yeah, I'm just saying. I want. But they could boost the price. Yeah, boost the price, but just give it to me every week. I want the yeah, story. Yeah, if I got like a Tuesday, Thursday oh, Marvel Star Wars oh, every week. 20 bucks, no problem. No Ooh. questions asked. I would, I would, if there was like a place where you could add more money, like it was like <laughs> pay your bill, but here you can add more onto the bill if you want to. If they did that and it was a good month, I would be like, here's an extra 10 bucks. Did you guys realize what you're really asking for is like a modern day soap opera structure? And you're going to be like, we're going to be like 70 year old guys like, well, I need my stories. Did they come out with a new <laughs> Kenobi episode? <laughs> every week I watch it. Every week I watched it for 30 years. I can't wait for that. Actually, I it sounds like a great wait life. For that, that's yeah, the life that sounds I like want. the dream. Like I, you said it like in a complaining way. Well, yeah. I, yeah. I mean, it's just give me those, give me my stories. Yeah, guiding light. Like, <laughs> don't talk to Grandpa. Yeah, Obi Wan <laughs> Kenobi the third is on. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, moving on to hot wrecks. Lots of wrecks this week. The only place to start is with the current title holder, Loki. We got episode five of six, and this was one of the most fun episodes of television that I've ever watched. It was a blast. It was funny. It was just perfect in every way. Um, I loved this episode. I loved just how off the wall it was. It was incredibly creative in that regard. Yes, it was. It was, and it wasn't a, packed a, with details. It was like a Rick and Morty guy who did it. That sure. wrote it, or that, that wrote and directed it. Oh, was that's a cool. was a uh, was a Rick and Morty writer. Oh, and I think we announced that a while I ago. Didn't and, hear about and that. He um, did, did an there. episode famously on Rick and Morty where there were like all of these versions of them or something. And so the Council of Ricks, possibly, it, yeah, which it was is like, very, very or something famous. like that. It was like a very famous episode. And so he did something just like that on Rick and Morty. And so people were kind of like comparing the two and saying that he is very creative and stuff. But I thought this was awesome. I thought that they nailed this episode. And this series has towed the line of serious, of action, of like silly and comedy, of deep and just everything. I mean, they've just given us a little bit of everything. And really and truly, it has been uh, an absolute showcase of Tom Hiddleston, um, who I now think of as like a very top actor based on just how awesome performance has been. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this episode was crazy fun. Yeah. And 
absurd in yeah a good, in a good way over the t- not not over the top though, no because they've been pushing for like sillier and crazier and wilder and it, it's so fun when something is just weird and out there and it still fits and you're it doesn't like pull you out of it i like when they i like when shows throw you into a world that you've never seen they walk you through it for five minutes and then that's all you need. Yeah. And you just accept everything else that's going on around. None of it would make sense, like, from a rational perspective. But when you put yourself in the shoes of the main character, you're like, I, I totally get it. Like, yeah. I-, I totally buy into this. I'm along for the ride. Let's keep going. Um, it was so, obs- like, obscure and fun. I, I don't know. It-, it was it was an unbelievable episode where, like, I, I finished the episode and I like had to, like, sit back in the chair for a second and, like, take a deep breath yeah. of, like, wow. What did I just watch? I loved it. I don't know what I watched. I loved the different Lokis. I mean, this is mild spoiler stuff, like nothing that they would never put in a, you know, an ad that runs automatically in your Instagram, right? So, um, yeah, I, I love the different Lokis. Old Loki was so fucking great. Cool, Fantastic. Cool end of the episode for, for him. And I'm so excited for next, like, for Wednesday. I can't wait for this finale. It's I might, gonna, like, it's, they've built up cool questions and they're going to deliver answers. I'm psyched. The only problem I have is I feel like we're anticipating some big finale, right? And we've kind of been let down a little bit by Marvel thus far, <coughs> Mephisto. Um, <laughs> yeah. They've got a lot to wrap up. So it might be a longer episode, but I feel like they can't, they also can't go too fast, right? Because then it's going to lose its luster a little mm-hmm, bit. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping it's very well paced and that we're left with a little bit of a teasing cliffhanger. Yeah. And I, yeah, I think yeah. that would be a great way to end the show. Like, they resolve everything with all of the characters. They figure all that out. But then, like, as far as, like, next steps, um, next bad guy, what the TVA really is, like, give us... Don't don't resolve that. Give us a little bit of a teaser for later so that there's more to chew on down the road. Okay. So, do you, I like that. do you... I'm just really questioning if I should say anything here. Um, eh, don't. Okay. Err on the side of don't. So, I'm going to go with don't. Um, but well, that, what I will say is... That there is a big character who we know has been cast, who we know is coming, who we know is going to be in a movie in the next couple months, who literally um, is the romantic partner of the current girl from the TVA. Oh, yeah. Ravenwood or Rook. I can't remember. Yeah, yeah, whatever. She's like the judge girl. And is the... Um, uses the giant smoke monster thing um, to do his bidding and is like a is like that's one of his main weapons and lives in the comic books this is now. in the comic books this is all the like all of these things go with one character who's coming anyways Jonathan Majors right you know and that's it, it, if it's not that that's kind of a troll job by by Disney I'm just saying I'm saying they've, they've been trolling dude they've been trolling they, they trolled so hard on WandaVision everybody thought that because I mean they literally put like Mephisto's helmet in the house and it's like a teaser all this stuff and then it even in Loki at the beginning they're like it was the devil and then they show like a big horned guy and it's like you know they're just literally fucking with you Eric yeah. specifically which I love well that's the part what Eric was talking about that I hope yeah. is a teaser and not yeah. like a main ending to the show because it's too big too fast too soon I'm hoping that things are more I almost don't want to see him I just want to hear the name I, I'm hoping I that characters are implied more than that they are introduced and that's kind of what I was and, trying to allude to yeah, yeah. And I think that that's what needs to happen in these shows is like I want them to say names I want them to like give like concrete proof that these people are are here in the universe without necessarily introducing us to them mm-hmm. and so I think that's what they could do here you gotta remember I think that they learned a little bit from introducing Thanos 
at the end in a post credit scene, he looks stupid. They had mm-hmm. totally redesigned yeah. who voiced him, how he looked, everything. They had to change it. Uh, I don't think they'll do that again. Um, I think they'll either, if they have Jonathan Majors Kang ready to fucking go and he mm-hmm. looks great, um, maybe they introduce him quickly with like a, a shot or a picture. Mm-hmm. If not, just his voice or something because they don't want to do that again where they're like, our biggest bad ever, uh, you know, eight years before we get to him, we're going to introduce. Well, I think, kinda, I think that, lame that their back. ability to introduce characters on the show without having action, action scenes with them or really important scenes or even hearing them talk mm-hmm. might be a great way for them to force people to get the Disney Plus account without having to give away big moments. Yeah. And so they could introduce a character. Um, you could see a character. You could see a character from behind and have to infer who it was. That'd be cool. Without, yeah, yeah. without them having to have some big moment or a fight. Stolen from the movies. Stolen from the movies. And so those moments can be saved, but I think that we hopefully can get them. So Agreed. we'll see where they yep. head. Yep. Um, next up, Hot Rex. This is one I really want to talk about. And it's, hi, I'm Dave. Hi, I'm Dave. Dave. Dave, yeah. you guys are not in right now. Are you, you guys, caught up? You guys, no, you guys like turned me off from the show. Oh, you no, kept, don't you kept saying it wasn't it. good. Yeah, it's... It's struggling a little bit. It's I think it's taking a step back. Five episodes are done now. I think there's going to be eight, right? Yeah, so over halfway. We're over halfway. I uh, am not caught up. One I, and two. I, I still have four and five to watch. One and two were very serious. I don't know if they were bad by any means, but they were just very kind of serious and dark for a pretty funny show. Three was like absurd. I don't know. You thought it was really funny. I, I thought, thought it was, was okay. okay. Yeah. Um, four was pretty good with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. I thought it was pretty good. And five, I thought they were kind of back to their best. Um, Which is good. And I'm excited to hear that. And I will watch it. I just think that, you know, for a show, like when you're like, yeah, you know, it, was, it had a little trouble, but the last two episodes were, were really good. And it's like, yeah, but you watched four hours of television that wasn't good. You have to take it as a whole. It's an entertaining product. Like, it's not really okay for them to kind of like find their footing at the end and be like, there's our season. It's like, dude, I didn't enjoy the ride to get here. So um, it's already a problem, I would say, for for Dave as a show for it to have two bad episodes out of four or five so yeah um, i agree can we blame the pandemic somehow i hope so i think this was sort of made after uh maybe he was writing during i don't know um i'm not writing the show off i like it It, you know a show can have a down season and then still have a great you know run overall so um it's still a creative show it's still different than anything else on tv right now but yeah but i've been a little disappointed for sure i was disappointed but i did think this last episode was watch it was like a good season one episode like it was very good it was funny it was serious in all the right times i thought they kind of nailed it and so um i'm hoping that the rest of the way is going to be really fun um but it did get off to kind of here's before we move on and we should but we love dave season one i think it's a fantastic season of television we've talked about it forever um but nobody else really picked up on it you know it wasn't nominated for an emmy for best comedy or any these things we thought maybe it would and then we get to season two and it's like we sort of i think secretly hoped that the world would catch on and we could at least say well we were loving it back in you know season one or whatever that's not really happening um in fact at this rate it's probably losing more viewers than it's getting so get back on track dave we love the show do you love being that guy if someone's like, hey, no. have you ever seen Dave? And you're like, dude, I saw preview like premiere. I, that's just who I am. I don't care. Does, okay. You know, the, the, I, I watch it all, baby. It doesn't do anything for me. I found that a lot with like Breaking Bad people. Mm-hmm. They're like, I was watching from the first episode. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, no, you weren't. Right. I, I don't believe you for one second. <laughs> Nobody, Nobody was. was watching that. Except yeah. for our friend Dane Randall, but he probably didn't even finish it. So who knows? All right. Um, moving on. 
Uh, we're going to go with, I think you should leave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, I, Tim Robinson. I did hear um, from Seth Rogen, who said, this is the funniest thing on television right now. Mm-hmm. It is. And so I thought to myself, all right, I should just watch it then. If he thinks that, I don't know why that seems like a good person to listen to, but. Well, yeah. I don't know. He's, he's saying it's the funniest thing on television. I'm really curious to hear what you think. Well, I mean, we talked about season one back in the day. I think I was the only person in the pod to watch it. It's like 20 minute episodes, maybe 17 minutes. And there's like six or seven. of them. It's very short. It's like you can watch the whole thing almost the length of a feature film. And it's sketch comedy. So one is going to be meh. And the next one might be fucking brilliant. And there are really high highs in the show. There's also some stuff that you're like, yeah, this isn't really working that well, this sketch, you know, but he commits like, so this Tim Robinson guy was on SNL and he wanted to be like an actor writer and they demoted him to the writer room and then his sketches weren't really making it on. So he quit and he got to deal with Netflix to make this super low budget season one of, so I think you should leave. And it was just classic like amazing amazing moments some dumb stuff doesn't work too because it's it's really silly and out there um but i love the show i laughed my ass off through like there's probably like eight sketches that are just classics in the second season i'm not sure if it's funnier or worse i've seen people say this season two is better than season one i think they're both great and there's some dumb stuff but dude it's it's a really really funny show when it works all right it's a wreck I'm it's, checking it out it's this like week. a hot wreck for anybody that likes to laugh okay it's kind of awkward one more thing mm-hmm. it's kind of like awkward humor a little bit like tim and eric show if you ever watched that show oh, yeah. back in the day oh yeah a little bit like that but funnier than tim and eric by a lot all right go. tim and eric like i could watch like a whole episode <laughs> and be like nah i i really need to be on drugs to enjoy uh, right exactly it's uh, like okay this was a waste of time okay so i have a new show for you guys uh, we've alone talked, season eight. We've <laughs> talked. I wish we've talked a lot about alone. <laughs> so let me tell you about a new show called Alone the Beast. What? Yeah. What is this? Alone the Beast. It's a new show from the last year from the people who made Alone. Stop. I have not heard of this at all. Uh, I watched episode one last night. It is definitely worse than Alone. Okay. Okay. But let me give you the premise. Yes, I need the premise. So they murder an animal, a giant animal. Off camera, they do this whole write-up about how it was, like, ethical and, like, how, like, these native people from the area are okay with the fact that they just, like, killed this animal just for a TV show. Um, but, f- but, so, I'll just tell you what happened. In a s- dentist does it, and he can't come back to Minnesota, but... <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> so, they murder a moose, Okay. They murder a moose, and then three people... It's called harvesting. They Yeah, they harvest a moose, and then three survivors have to... They're on a boat, and then one flare goes up in the air from where they just killed this moose, okay? They get off the boat. They have nothing. So all, on alone, you get 10 items. On alone, the beast, you get zero items. Are but they you're, clothed? You're, they're clothed, Okay. and it's in the Arctic. Okay. And they have no Is items. it already snowy? Um, it's pretty cold. Like when they were there, like it was like 25 degrees and they have no items at all, but they can use this fresh kill animal for food and whatever, but they have to like find rocks to like cut it open and stuff. And they have to like build things and make fire, but they don't have fire starter and they don't have anything. They don't have a tarp and, but they get to survive with three people instead of one person. It's and, teams of three. Yep. And there's only one group out there at a time. So they're not competing against anyone else and they have to stay for 30 days and all 30 days are one episode. Oh, okay. So it's like what? a, it's like a fast, it's like a lightning version. round. Yeah. It's a lightning round of, of alone. 
it was 75 percent as good okay I, so like I'm, a like a bad season of alone or yeah or like, like 75 of the bad seasons. i watched, Not that there was bad bad season if, if alone was a 100 this was a 75 like it was a definitely a worse version of it but it was kind of fun that they could work together they where was this up. on where'd you find this it's on hulu hulu yeah oh, what the you're the hulu king how'd you I, miss that I, don't, I thought i saw it all uh-huh i guess alone, I, you know but hey here's the, the beast. thing i'm assuming they'll eric like is one. our reality tv guy of yeah, course he's gonna I, I am so I'm assuming there's going to be one where they, like, have a bear or something. I don't know. I have no idea what they're going to do. But they had to, like, figure everything out. And I'd say they go to Africa to do the white rhino. I mean, that's, like, really, <laughs> that's peak, peak, peak television. Are there any left? I don't think there's <laughs> well, any left. The last one. We're on season five, so probably not. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So is it a wreck? I don't know. I only watched one episode. I like Alone, so probably. Okay. All right, Jim, you watched Barb and Star. Barb and Star. Go to Vista. Visit Vista Del Mar. Yeah, there we go. Um, this is a fantastic movie. Like, I had heard this was funny, and it's Kristen Wiig, and then somebody like that I think has written for SNL but has never been on camera before as like Barb and Star. They're like 70 year old women, probably, they're playing. God damn, is this movie goofy and funny and not everything works, but you will fucking laugh your ass off a couple times in this movie. Is this the new Palm Springs? It is not as funny as Palm Springs, but I kept watching it because it's on Hulu. Of course it was. And it wasn't made for Hulu, um, but they, they bought it first. I almost rented this movie like three months ago. I was like close to hitting that $7 or whatever. I'm glad I didn't um, because it's perfect to watch free. I think you guys will like this movie. You might roll your eyes a couple times, but like Kristen Wiig is a gift to she's, us. She's great. She is so funny. She plays she's more than one character in, in this. In funny roles and in serious roles because yeah. she's just so talented. This is all super goofy, like over the top, silly, funny. Like Palm Springs had nothing on how like silly this is. You know, there's jokes that literally would be impossible. Just, you know, they're eating whatever. I don't even want to give you an example because that wasn't a good joke, but um, I would say watch this. I'd be surprised if you guys didn't laugh and think it was pretty funny. All right. Is this uh, like spouse approved? Yeah, material? dude. I watched yeah, it with okay. Jess. We both loved it. We both laughed our ass off. So, um, cool. dude, this is a this is a damn good movie. It's like uh, Will Ferrell and and Adam McKay and that group made this. So, all right, here we go. Rapid fire round. Oh, Ryan, Tomorrow World, Tomorrow War. You watched it all. I, I finished, finished it. it. We talked. We talked about it last week. Um, Did it get better? No. Okay, it's a skip. The ending was kind of cool, but also like super cheesy and dumb. Well, is it? Uh, you're getting two. Would this be a Steam or yeah. Stream then? Oh, it's a Steam. Okay, Steam. Because I'm not going to finish it. It's a it Steam. Then. And Thank yeah, I've, I've read that too, that they're going to make another one. Probably. Well, what else is he going to do? <laughs> All right, then, uh, Jim, you watched Fear Street. No, I didn't. <laughs> I skipped started it. started it. I'm not going to watch it. I tried. It's stupid. It's bad. All th- so now the second one's out out of three. So I'm definitely not going to watch the second one out of order. So it's over for me. Fear Street not didn't work for me. Sucked. Netflix, sorry. Okay. Yeah, that's all I got for you because right, well, I didn't finish it. Here is something that does work for us. That's right. It's the summer of Star Wars, and today we're doing Rogue One. Chills. Rogue Chills one. with that song. I've only been looking for that song for like weeks, so we finally got it. Um, Jordan Alamont told you what it was like a long time he ago. He did, but. but he said it was Luke's theme, and it's actually called Binary Sunset Hologram. So when the two suns are setting and he's... Looking it's a out Tatooine on, on song, Tatooine, I know that, yeah. but, but well, whatever. Jordan, friend of the pod, is going to be on in a few weeks um, when we talk. What is it? The, the Last Jedi. The Last Jedi. Jedi. He's yep. coming on. He'll for be that. on for the second to last episode that we do of these. Yeah, one of the best. Uh, and local... what's the word? What's the word for that? Penultimate. Penultimate. Learn that right here with you guys. So proud. Yeah. So, guys, we're doing Rogue One today. Uh, can't wait to talk about it. This 
is, spoiler alert, my favorite Star Wars movie. Um, I am going to reserve that. If you had asked me before we started, I would have said that this is my favorite Star Wars movie. Now, expectations are being flipped on their heads. All mm. these things are changing, but it's probably my favorite Star Wars movie. It was wonderful. I thought that this movie was so fun. So it starts out um, with some like back alley information getting passed um, to Diego Luna. Is that his name? Right. Um, what's his name in the in the movie? Damn uh, it. Caspian. Cas- Caspian. Cassian. Cass- Cass- Andor. Cassian Andor? Yeah. And- whatever. And- Andor. And they're going to be a show. There's going to be a show. Yes. Called Andor. Or Cassian. <laughs> <laughs> but it's coming. So he's... He I didn't rank that one, unfortunately, in my Gets some information show. from some kind of trusted source. He's in trouble. He executes that guy. And then... Uh, uh, pretty... I mean, the guy... Gruesomely. It, which I loved. I was Me like, this is a too. different Star Wars movie. Right away, I was like, damn. The vibe was different right yep. out of the gate. Yep. Um, that guy was an Imperial like officer or something that mm-hmm. was kind of snitching for them and then was going to like raise the alarm there. So it wasn't, but it was pretty like, shh, it's okay. It's okay. We'll get, pow. Yeah. Like, no, oh, I, I love that. And you also had the first part where um, they fly to the planet where uh, Jin and Galen Erso yep, live. Yep, are hiding. They're there and. Um, obviously they're coming for him and his family. They're obviously no friend of the empire and, uh, the, the wife mother gets killed. She has a gun pointed at them. They take him. Um, Jin, the daughter, uh, gets away and, you know, I, mean, I thought all that of- was amazing. Like the, the, op- the, the sweeping wide shot of the Imperial plane coming in and landing in the black sand. How cool did it look? I was like this. And it made me realize that even in the bad Star Wars movies, nobody designs cooler spaceships or costumes or props or guns or creatures than Star Wars, even in bad movies. The look is perfect. Well, and it's, it's actually all you need for a successful Star Wars movie is it to look like a Star Wars movie. And then speaking of costumes, we get our first like death troopers yes. in the black. Dude. Yeah, oh. they're, they're awesome. Looked so cool. So pretty much, um, long story short, they the the uh, rebellion needs to get Jin or so they go bust her out of you know some kind of transport that she's in um, as she's a, a prisoner she's some kind of criminal um, and they they rescue her but she's not really um, wanting to be rescued she just wants freedom she doesn't care about the rebellion she doesn't care about the politics she feels wronged by the whole universe. And she just doesn't really want anything to do with it. But her only route to that freedom is to help the rebellion. Yeah. Um, I just want to touch back on the intro of, of Krennic, of Ben Mendelsohn's character quick. Okay. How good was he? I, um, I thought the dialogue there was so fucking good. Whoever I, wrote this movie I thought he did was, a way better job. When, when Yeah, when he was like, oh, there's Lilia back from the dead. Or yeah, whatever. back like, from just, the dead. Just yeah. kind just of rolled his eyes. Perfect yeah. lines. And then, you know, they're like, you're coming with us as hostages no as heroes of the empire like yeah. it's just so crispy and good like he was really great anyways, in this movie but yeah so she gets and we get K2SO introduced there as oh. well who is the best droid ever K2SO is played by someone we don't know i thought we no, knew No it's him. Alan Tudyk or oh, is it Yeah yeah we thought it was Taika oh, but it's not What a performance is it Tudyk? Is that how you say his last name? Tudyk. Yeah, he's just done a lot of voice stuff. Tons and of voice stuff. He's been in a bunch of like he was in Dodgeball as yep. like the weird pirate guy. Pirate guy. Yeah, the redheaded pirate. Yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Other stuff, but literally so hilarious. Um, just loved the performance of K two S O. It was a very like serious, high stakes. Um, 
movie with a lot of tragedy and terrible mm-hmm. things that had happened. It was like really in the mud for a Star Wars movie, right. I thought. And uh, K2SO completely cuts through all of that to be like the one funny part of the movie carried the movie made it more lighthearted in the moments that it needed to be um, but was able to like flip it and turn it into serious things when need be as well and just incredibly cool character design too they they also he looked so awesome and scary and big and intimidating and one of the best looking that that is how you write a like binary droid right right like how he's using his computer yes. to deal with reality but with through, the, through the lens of him being a computer and having a fucking computer mind he says human he has human yeah. moments and as opposed to like what we just saw yeah. from solo where that was just an angry human woman where it was like, like i like this so always like you gave her a blaster do you know what percent there is that she'll turn and use it on you like do you want to know do you no. want to know it's like, it's high yeah it's <laughs> very high yeah it was yeah. perfect it's very high yeah <laughs> I mean, those lines were just great. Like, congratulations, you're being rescued. Don't struggle. (laughs) (laughs) Stop resisting. You're being rescued. I I just loved all of that. Um, And I think that that the other thing I loved about this movie was that these were not your traditional heroes. So Mm -hmm. um, Cassian and Jin who end up being the the main heroes, and and K2SO. The three of them are kind of your crew um, in this movie of heroes, and they're, like, such reluctant heroes or, like, such um, flawed heroes in the way that, like, Cassian has done a lot of terrible things, Mm -hmm. and he knows it. Yeah. Well, like he said, he's he's like, I've been fighting in the war since I was five years old, you know, or whatever, and you're like... That was actually pretty good Spanish accent. But he's like... (laughs) he's willing to do dirty shit like they opened up on and a part of his directive is to eventually kill galen urso Mm -hmm. even though Jin's on the plane with him right i thought that they nailed it though because i found myself caring more and liking them more as the movie went on and i thought that was the masterful part of this like it worked they didn't really want to be there they didn't really or she didn't she didn't even want to be part of this but like she knew her only way to the life she was looking for was to help them out and so, what's the guy that actually was kind of bad in this movie? Saw Gerrera. Saw Gerrera. They have to go see yeah, him. Yeah, Forrest Whitaker. Over uh, the top. Memorable. I'll give him that. If he, if he was shooting for, I want people to remember my character. Mm. They did a good job with the character design, the way he delivered his lines. But it was a little bit silly. It was, do you want me to do oh, That was good. Paul Gullet. Yeah. yeah. We'll know the truth. <laughs> I, mean, I didn't like him at all. I mean, this was Bane all over again, dude. But maybe worse. Way worse. Um, so that maybe didn't work. <laughs> and then I think he had that, like the ambulance ho- like mask. Yeah. Like, dude, they pulled that off of like a first aid kit and threw it on his costume. I didn't like I know, that. I know. They got all the technology. He's got a fake leg, but they're like, not nah, plastic O2 mask. Yeah, make sure it looks just like the ones that people like used to have in the 90s. Um, yeah, I mean, I, maybe that that so, character didn't work yeah, as well. But it was really important for like Jin's character. I think it yes. helped overall. His scenes just weren't that captivating. We got off track from like yeah, yeah, yeah we did. So they, so they Let's get, talk about all the good shit. Come on, man. So they get to that planet. Um, what is it? Anyone the Kyber Crystal Planet. Where like yeah. the yeah. the city's on. I don't know what planet's on, but it's the city's Jeddah. So they yeah. go there and they meet these like protectors of the Jedi Temple mm-hmm. who are not Jedi themselves. Um, but there's a a blind guy and there's a you know a big guy with a huge gun and. I love these two so much. 
and I have heard many of people complain about them. Really? And I am not here for it. I thought that they were so perfect, and they make the movie, and I loved this guy's just crazy belief. They make the movie. I just oh, I thought they were they just were successful. Every great. scene that they were in was so fun. The fight scenes with the blind guy were just, like, perfect to watch. So that's, yeah. that's Donnie Yen, very oh. famous, like, Chinese... Yep. martial artist actor in lots of like he's so when art. when ryan's reference like it man or ip man, IP man yeah. that's him so he's got this big pedigree i just a little bit i was like okay so he's can see everything he's almost like domino in deadpool 2 mm-hmm. i guess when he fights like it just he doesn't know what's happening around him but it just works or can he see it was sort of like all these amazing things and it was like because the force that's all you really got from yes. it so, and, like, and just imagine how force, just man. imagine how powerful he would have been if he would have been either a palpatine or a skywalker <laughs> right thank god we Shit. didn't get well, any luke of that could do it with the there. luke could do it with the blast shield on why can't he yeah. it's the same thing i just like that he had just such faith all right. All right, in right, the that jedi helped. that actually right that helped a lot that was thank good you. he had such faith in the jedi that he just was like he believed so much and so I just, I loved it. I thought all the little fight scenes were fun. I thought the, the battle in the street with all of the stormtroopers yeah. and then the rebellion. You know what was so interesting about that scene is that the rebels, the people fighting against the empire were like definitely of a Middle Eastern vibe. I mean, the whole city is a, is a Mediterranean mm-hmm. and the people were wearing uh, burqas mm-hmm. and covering their faces mm-hmm. with big, and it was like. Is that inappropriate? Was, no, I don't think it was. I think it was, if anything, it was criticizing like America as a superpower a little bit. Like the occupation yeah, of that type like of Like a little bit like yeah. um, these are freedom fighters and guess what? This is what they look like, motherfucker. Okay. I like don't you that. think a little bit like could no, be critical? Like, I, I like America, it. America, the empire. Empire. The big bad empire is coming Maybe in and taking all of their general, just imperialism coming in and people having and to taking just... their most valuable resource. Yeah, and yeah, I don't oh. think it was. I thought it was, if anything, kind of poignant to be like, yeah, sometimes uh, freedom fighters look like this. I don't mm. know. I like that. That's Different really good. On it. I thought that whole part was really cool. I thought all of the fighting there was really great. Jim, that was mind blowing. That dude. was great because I just thought it was such an interesting decision. And then well, I'm like, but these are the good guys. They're the good guys. And you don't think about it from their perspective. And right. they were definitely going for, we're telling this from their perspective while the empire occupies mm-hmm. their territory or yeah. whatever, yeah. whatever yeah. you want to call well, it. That's good. That's a great take. Um, so in this, eventually they get taken to Sagarera where there's a pilot who left uh, the empire with information it was from. a defector. Who, yeah. with, with information from Galen Erso about uh, how to destroy the Death Star, pretty yep. much. The, yep. we- the weakness that he left intentionally. And yeah. he's bringing this information to Sagarero, who doesn't want to hear it, is, is so paranoid at this point that he just doesn't believe anything. And um, is like pretty abusive to like the Everybody? best piece of information that he's probably ever had. Yeah. Well, he, he doesn't look good. Saw Guerrero does not look like he's uh, in his best health. No. So he probably like has addicted, reason to be paranoid. Addicted to drugs and has been on the run fighting in a war for far too and long. And the weird octopus yeah. thing. Yeah. I thought that um, showing that the, the, the vulnerability, you know, stealing the plans was one thing. But in the original, like in the movie we're going to watch next... Uh, New Hope, they don't say that like there was a vulnerability intentionally put in. They say we have the plans and we know of a vulnerability, right? Yeah. I thought the best retcon they've ever done in any of these retcons that we've been talking about was to make it a very intentional thing that if you shot a, a blaster here, this would happen. It was almost like a bomb internal because even back in the 70s when they watched this first Star Wars movie, they like, well, that's convenient. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? So I thought that it was so awesome that like like the backstory of the scientist that was like reluctant but the, knew his only chance was to sort of make a bomb in there that the the rebels could trigger. Yeah. I thought that was brilliant. And so eventually they get to talking to Sagrera. She, you know, talks to him about some of her past trauma with him. He was like a father figure to her who had taken care of her. Well, he's the one that rescued her after her parents were killed. Yeah. And so she's talking to how she felt really abandoned and all this, this trauma with him. And then they find out that they have this message from her dad about the Death Star. It's directly to her. And she's obviously very emotional. This is like the moment that she starts to believe in the sacrifice and this revolution. The switch flipped for the her. switch yeah. totally flips. And she goes from like kind of a dull character where I was kind of like, oh, she's kind of like so in the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really, really subdued. To being a character where I was like, damn, I'm on her team. Like She had whole scenes where people would talk to her mm-hmm. and she wouldn't even respond. She had very few lines. It was interesting. Yeah. And so I think like that moment was great where she shows this emotion. But at the same time, the Empire wants to test out their new weapon, this planet destroyer. Just a small sample of what they can do. And they set their sights for Jeddah. Is that what it's called? Jeddah, yeah. And they launch their first attack, destroying the city. Um, our heroes are able to escape with just the information in her head from what that thing said. Saw Guerrera and most of his rebels are killed. And um, they escape, even though... Uh, K2SO tells them that they have like a 26% chance or something to, to survive. Um, I thought that that looked incredible. The, and, t- the tidal wave of like rock coming down was And they just awesome. made the Death Star so real and scary. Yeah. Like, of, I mean, it's a movie about the Death Star. Great scenes in the Death Star. You get... Um, you know, the power of the Death Star, the the fighting behind the scenes of who's going to control it now that it's done and how it was made. I loved all of it. I thought it was like just beautiful. Like this was a classic Star Wars movie. All the best things about the old ones with like a new writing, a more modern storytelling style and writing style like Eric would prefer. And For the, sure. You know, the graphics were perfect. So I loved all that stuff. So they go to this planet where Galen Erso and his team are working to try to rescue him with the information of this new pilot. Um, was this guy from the night of? Correct. Riz Ahmed. Oh, yeah. I liked him. He was fine. I thought he was good. I didn't think he was great. So he tells them to say low. They fly in. They have this crash landing. And then there's these two different missions where Jin is trying to rescue her father, or at least see him. And Cassian is... Supposed to kill him. With killing him. Um, I thought this whole thing was cool. Um, The slaughter of of, uh, Galen Erso's team in front of him, even though he confessed to the, the crimes... I thought was great. It made Ben Mendelsohn's character seem super evil. Mm-hmm. I think um, the reason Cassian hesitated was because of what Jin said, is that my father intentionally, mm-hmm. and he was like, okay, we got to get the information from him then, right? Yeah. That's our mm-hmm. that's our next best option. If I bring that back to the rebel base, we got a chance. And so that's why he hesitated when he had Galen in the scope, which was, again, a really cool like character driving moment that not a lot of Star Wars characters get to have. Yeah, absolutely. So she ends up on the tower, but they have called in an airstrike. The airstrike hits just in the nick of time to save her and kind of sort of her dad, but he's, up. he's blown up in the process. They get this this quick moment, which was nice, um, but she has to leave. My stardust. <laughs> I, I like that. I actually thought he was pretty cool in the movie. Yep. I thought all of his parts were like, I, I thought he did a lot with a little. Very 
limited screen time. He was yeah. very rarely on the they screen. They picked a very uh, captivating guy. What's the name of that actor? Mads Mickelson. Mads, Mads Mickelson. Mickelson. It's your guy, fantastic. Hannibal Lecter. I know. Was, I needed you, and I still needed you. He and I was so you like emotional me. in every scene. I felt like he was like he was like such a defeated man, but who like loved his daughter and like believed in his his cause so much that like I thought he was so captivating in the few times that he was on screen. Um, but anyways, that was a cool scene. It looked really cool. It was like dark and rainy on that planet and they have a really fun escape, um, as well. And then they go back to the base for like the most disappointing, like basic part of the movie where everyone's like, we can't fight them. This is bad. And we can't trust this girl and blah, blah, blah. It's a pretty good act bar. Actually. I I really didn't like any of that. I actually thought that was like the worst part of the movie where it was just, it didn't work all, but, but it didn't it like by the time they were going to Scarif and they had their team assembled, were you not hype? Oh, were you not ready to run through a wall? Pumped. Yes. And so that's all led up to them, like starting to rally and unite like against the bureaucratic leadership a and few to of get them to were like, like we're doing all we it. need is hope and let's go baby i, I, I was the I most was pumped. hype by the time they were I, on their way i was the most pumped when cassian and his group of like misfits who were like we've done terrible shit yeah like we're but we want to do something you. right and i when they showed up i was like okay i'm so in for this yeah. so they go to scarif and i thought this oh by the way in the meantime ben mendelson goes and meets darth vader um darth vader I loved it. Dude, stop. Slow down. We had never seen Darth Vader in on Mustafar. So the you know, the planet that he pretty Uh, much died as Anakin. Yeah. He and he rose as Darth Vader. Yes. He built a crazy looking evil castle there. Yes. How fucking cool was that? Ben Mendelssohn goes and visits him and like almost gets killed, but is still like just so happy that he's like going to get a promotion. Like he's so into the empire. Yeah. I thought it was okay. I mean, it was fun to see Darth Vader, but like, it was just like, it was like they were saving Vader for something that's never coming. And I just, I just will, I'll bring that up 10 more times. Yeah. You brought it up. We we know your opinion on that. They just, they just saved him and saved him and saved him and saved him. And then just, there just isn't a lot of payoff. So it was okay. It was cool to see him in his little tube. Did you guys like mock? Tarkin and his, uh, you know, uncanny valley looking CG self. I loved it. You thought it looked fine? I thought it looked great. If you didn't know, do you think you could tell? Mm, Some people watched it and didn't know that it wasn't a real actor. I think that if I the, didn't... The mouth moves, like, unnaturally. They can't That's, get the mouth. Yeah. I mean, they I never, think that they, if they I was... They will someday, but not yet. And I think when they I do, was, we're all in big trouble because then we won't be able to tell <laughs> when foreign leaders are telling us something real on the news or not. That that's Let's actually be glad we can tell. I, I think that... I don't know if I would notice because I probably wouldn't be staring at his mouth. You know, like, I would just be like... It wasn't a captivating enough scene that I would have been, like, staring so intently. Yeah. I thought they did a great job. And I think with most of their CG stuff, I think they've kind of been, like, the top of the industry at their ability to like do to have been for 20 years cg stuff yeah, it's really yeah. cool um so i like that and then uh, I, w- I will say the, the vader scene i think it's cool to see his lair i thought it was the worst scene in the film by far oh wow i liked it i think be so careful not to choke <laughs> on, your <aspirations laughs> on your aspirations director but Krennic. i mean but i mean uh, what did we expect that wasn't great. what did we expect from Anakin and his cool <laughs> He would say that. You know, he would say that dumb shit. Yeah. Um, so I thought that was okay. They go to Scarif. The whole thing is fucking awesome. Everyone gets their moment here. Um, the three of the main heroes sneak in wearing Empire clothing. Really cool. Um, the others... So all- the, the thing is, is that the, the actual plans for the Death Star reside in this uh, computer library of discs 
for lack of a better term. <laughs> they look like uh, uh it's essentially, they look like eight It's track essentially tapes. like nineteen ninety eight technology in uh well it is a long long time ago. So in a galaxy far, far away. Let's go with that. Yeah. So they gotta sneak in to, to grab this data and they don't know how they're gonna do it or how they're gonna get it back to the rebel base, but they're gonna figure it out along the way. I love um all the fighting on the beach. I thought it was so cool. Um, I thought that the Beautiful scenes... location. Such a cool, br- well-lit, middle of the day in a tropical beach location. What a cool fucking idea that's different, you know? Not, it, in, the, it, not in the darkness of space no, exactly. or a snow planet. Just like or, so yeah. many other, like, it's got to be moody. It's got to be dark. Uh, let's make it le- not very well-lit because it'll be easier to shoot. This was the opposite of all that. Well, they so didn't different. have to have lightsabers. Right? right, so like it, it could be daytime, nighttime, didn't matter. Dust, yeah, yeah. dawn. It didn't point. have to like with the darkness. With the lightsabers, really makes those you know kind of pop. They gotta off the be screen. moody. Yeah, yeah gotta be in a snowy woods at night. You know, whatever. Now I think that like a lot of times with action movies, with Marvel, with DC, with Star Wars, with you know a lot of these movies. I think that when you go back and watch them, like the entirety of the movie might actually be better than some of the big end parts, which are like a little, a little much. Mm -hmm. And I thought that this movie was the absolute opposite. I thought this thing just kept ramping up and up and up. And by the end, I was like edge of my seat, even though I've watched it many times. So I'm just going to go through maybe and not in the right order, but you had your, your named characters kind of on the beach. The pilot has to... Um, get this tower established jobs. I mean, I, I I thought it, I liked what they did there where they took like these little groups instead of everybody sort of maybe two missions. They had like six that all sort of mattered Yeah, and they strung together and it had to happen in sequence. They're all kind of boring. It was like, no, you got to plug this in and someone else needs to go do a master switch and then someone else needs to turn the satellite and someone else needs to, and it it was all a little bit contrived, but it was great to see, like to give everybody these big moments. I'm one with the forest and the forest is with me or whatever you said. Yeah, it's cool. I love that guy. He just walks through all the, the stuff using the forest, flips the switch, dies a tragic death the other guy the only thing i thought was weird is he was like ah i need to get my revenge and he starts saying the thing and he kills like three guys before he gets killed and i was kind of like yeah he just wanted to die man he killed his his husband yeah essentially his force husband and then uh the pilot dies at the last second after getting this the thing turned on they all sacrifice themselves for the cause just like everybody on the beach you go into the building um uh, is his name Krennic? Is that his name? Director Krennic. Finds mm-hmm. out that they're there. He's going to look for them. Um, they get to this this vault door. Well, hold on. They also sent in the Imperial Walkers, yeah. which we oh, have not so seen cool. since Empire. And I thought this was that part was so well done. Yeah. Yes. Right before they go to the... Made like, them seem they, scary and yeah. so cool. And yeah. like incredibly powerful. And then you get this big, you know, the X... Because then the other side of this is that you have the entire rebel Being uh, like, army they're on the they beach. come in you know they we come in and so them. you do get to see x fighters like doing cool shit and like taking out you know uh walkers at so there was that whole space battle that we haven't even talked about that was so great up there so well, the space that, but battle, that's, that's true but like some of the rebel fighters got in so yes. that's what came down initially but then yeah go ahead eric so the space fighters get in and they have to somehow find this way to uh you know the dying moments of the pilot and these other guys they they get the message that we've got to take the gate down or we can't get this message up to you guys the force field yeah the force field mm-hmm. and so they're trying to get this force field gate down they've got to destroy it or get it open somehow and i thought that whole part was so cool where they used the ramming ship to take one of the star destroyers hammerhead corvette hammerhead baby. corvette calling it, the hammerhead corvette i'm like what is that i can't wait i loved it boom hits one disabled ship into the other one knocking them both down into it opening the force field such a creative and cool way to do it 
which I loved. Way fucking cooler than what we're going to see from the Holdo maneuver in Last Jedi. Sorry, Jordan. <laughs> I mean, Jordan. that shit was... Jordan, you better come hot, baby. <laughs> in the... Defend that. In the theater, when that happened, and he's like, ram it, and then it's just like, going to town, and these people on the ship know, like, dude, we're going to blow up. Yeah. Like, that's fine. There's nothing we can do. We're fucked. We're yeah. We're liter- We're intentionally destroying our ship, and they're pushing one star destroyer into another. Was just incredible. I mean, it was like you talk about like um, you know the way Christopher Nolan like builds tension. Like this wasn't like a wham wham, and then like Fast and the Furious it just dive. Like it was slow. Like Dude. they hit it. They hit it. They they put all of like they put the gas pedal down and it was like slow moving and slow moving you're like come on come on but no like they the, they paced it perfectly mm-hmm. it was so well done you know what was so cool about that too is like okay so do you remember when um the big imperial destroyer one of those types of ships was over the city of Jeddah before yes, they blew it up it so and it was the same size yeah right so this one of those equals Jeddah yeah and they just took out two of them yeah so that's a win for the they rebels. Just killed, they just murdered like five million people. Man, we're yeah. not counting. We're, we're not counting worried. bodies here. <laughs> hey, baby. So I I love though going back inside. They get to the to the vault door. Um, K2SO can open it up. They get in. He's helping them, but they start to come. Um, and he's trying to hold everyone off. I loved that. I Which guess is a, he, it, she, not really fair. It's an, it's a robot, but it's a dude. It's a yeah. very similar theme to what was happening in the space battle above, which was like the rebels had the advantage. The empire started to figure out what was going on. And then more and more things of evil started to flood in. Like more star destroyers started showing up. The tie fighters started coming out. And as they figured out, this is where they were more and more stormtroopers started to come into the room, into the, into the vault room. And so, K2SO is doing his damnedest. Yeah, was K2SO great. is shooting people without even looking, which Absolutely was awesome. Absolutely fucking incredible. Moments. They find this They find this thing called Stardust. She knows it's her. She knows that's the one. They find it. They're about to grab it. K2SO is, is in big trouble here, is starting to take shots, is fighting off everyone to the best they can. And I thought K2SO's dying moments were some of the best in all of Star Wars. Yeah. It was so great. It was so emotional for an emotionless being. Um, he just starts yelling, climb. Yeah. He's like, climb, climb. And then he fucking says goodbye, bangs the thing, locks the vault, the kills himself. Like, such an amazing way to go for K2SO. So dope. So dope. They have to climb as Krennic and crew open the doors and start firing at them. From above. From above. They were on the floor above, yeah, mm-hmm. from where they were. Eventually... Um, Cassian falls, probably should have died. Uh, Badly, Jin, is it a pit? <laughs> it's kind of a pit. <laughs> he's safe. <laughs> he fell in a pit. Of course he's, he lives. Jin grabs, uh. grabs the device, climbs up. And at this point, like this, I couldn't be more excited about a movie. Like they were, it was just absolutely electric. It felt so important. It felt like there was such a time crunch to get these things all to work. It's all kind of happening. All the things we're describing are kind of happening at the same time. It was a frenetic pace at this point. And she gets to the top. There's a problem. She's got to adjust the, um, the antenna and she, you know, is doing it. But Krennic comes up, does the classic villain thing of like, instead of just like executing her, like talks to her, mocks her. And in the last moments, Cassian, very, very injured Cassian comes up, shoots him, killing him. They get the information sent up. It gets downloaded. And, um, right about this time they call for, you know, the whole Scarif city to be destroyed. Maybe planet even. Yeah. Yeah, they took out the whole base. They knew it was compromised, and they wanted to stop any information from getting out, so they just blew it all up. Another win for the fucking rebels. 
the, the, the thing goes up and they're desperately trying to download it as Vader and crew are coming. They're starting to win the, the space battle as well. And the planet blows up as Cassian and... Most of the rebels take off at that point. Jin embrace in accepting death and their sacrifice for hopefully something better, which was just awesome. Like, just such a fucking great ending for these two amazing Star Wars heroes. It was. It was well put. <clears throat> it was emotional. Yeah. And, but also like very like sweet and tender in mm-hmm. a way of like these people that didn't trust each other came together for a common cause and then they could just get to enjoy like 10 seconds of peace, mm-hmm. right? It's all done. There's nothing else to fight for. You can, you know, I know you're going to die, but just relax and accept it. And that was, it was like weirdly um, like uh, descriptive of the rebel cause if you will. Like yeah. it, it was analogous to what the rebels had been fighting for this entire time. And that's why they did it. So you get to the very end as they download this message. And then it almost jumps into like a modern version of the beginning of a new hope. Right. And you have the characters in the same outfits, desperately trying to get this information to their ship. It's downloading slowly as Vader and crew are boarding their ship. And the guys are running desperately knowing that, you know, they might not make it, but they've got to get this information. And Vader shows up in, I mean, I bitch about this a lot. And I know that's been like one you wanted of my more things. because it was great, but it was fucking sweet. Yeah, like when you. when it lights up with his saber. I mean, he literally just kills a bunch of like. It was so scary. It was. He. I mean, because it was dark and moody, Jim. Yeah. That's what they're going for. <laughs> exactly. he, he pretty much just kills a bunch of like him on the beach would have been lame, and they knew it. UPS workers. I mean, he's yeah. just he's just killing nobody. This guy's like, I just deliver the mail, but he <laughs> delivers them in such a confident way that it still is like, well, of course that was easy for him, and that's fine. Well, but that's why he's so scary to like the average person that's fighting trying to be a rebel. You sure, know? but like I think that the only reason I don't like it is because he's supposed to be that level scary to Jedi. Like he supposedly has killed so many Jedi that he's just terrifying. Like the most powerful beings in the in the galaxy. Well, fear he, him. No, he was. He's not. He's not in the Vader suit. The same level of but like Jedi in as the Anakin Vader. Was. I mean, I've never read the Vader stuff, but in the Vader like books and comics and stuff, he supposedly kills like fifty Jedi in like a day. Why? I thought the Jedi were all dead. Well, he goes on a whole mission hunting down anyone who oh, wasn't dead. Oh, with the Inquisitors oh. and shit. And so, like, oh, okay. there are crews sense. of Jedi around that survived, and he goes to these planets and just fucking are those cannon? wipes them out. I believe no. so. I mean, no. I they can't know. be. But he's supposed to be, like, so terrifying. And so that's my only complaint is in all time, we just get him just It's one killing. TV show away from being canon, but no, it's not right. <laughs> yeah, we true. just get him just absolutely murdering. Andor like, 2023. Mostly, yeah. <laughs> mostly unarmed dudes. But he does in the coolest way. He's throwing them off the ceiling. He's taking all their blasters. He's chopping people in half. They're desperately reaching through Dude, when doors. he had the guy on the ceiling and then he, like, flipped oh, his saber, like, or right like, through him. When the when, like, the saber comes through the metal through door, the door. And yeah. then there's also a guy that's... It's through him yeah. as well. Yeah. Just, no, it was cool. great. Confident, cold, calculated. Uh, he knew that would not be a problem. None of those people would be. Just marched straight through him. Um, just just awesome. Really cool. It's so cool. And then they, they get it through the barely open door. And then they Because, of course, the door jammed. Yeah. No. They yeah. pull the switch, um, releasing their ship right as Vader's about to get there. Vader looks off into space as they get away, which also looked really fucking cool. They jump to light speed. And then yeah. they yeah. jump to light speed. They're out of there. They, get, they go into the room. They give it to Princess Leia. And it's but, the beginning of the next But movie. they found... 
I mean, we're going to see this in the next movie. He caught up to him right after. He catches up to him instantly, but she they gets did the launch plans yeah. long enough to do something with the plans to get them out. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's not an issue for him to, to get them, but he is, you know, they, they were delayed enough they do to get just the message enough out. to get these messages Obi-Wan, out. you're my your only hope. I can't wait for that part. Yeah. And we get to watch A New Hope uh, this week. I The problem is, is A New Hope is going to pale in comparison to that movie. I know, I but know. But that's okay, because A New Hope started it all, and... I just have to remind myself how mind-fucked I would have been living in 1977 to watch that movie. You know, like, you would have been like, what? I've never seen any of this. I yeah. would have walked out of the theater and got back in line to buy another ticket. Yeah, yeah. Like, in 1977? Are you kidding me? I mean, this was, like, the n- number one, like, grossing movie of all time. I mean, you time. were 14 years old. How did it feel? Well, I just got... I just. <laughs> Nam had, I'm kidding. Nam had just ended, so I just got back. <laughs> yeah. No, two um, tourists. Don't forget. Um, like the way wasn't Star Wars like the the highest grossing movie? Yeah, with inflation for like thirty years. Yeah, or yeah. something like for that. Like time. it held the title forever because it was so groundbreaking. Yeah, it was amazing. I can't wait for it. All right, um, so let's Rotten Tomatoes score. Mm, I think one. that this was this one's gonna be really hard to beat. Um. I thought that this movie was a 94. Okay. I thought it was a 94. I loved it. Yeah. Ryan? I'm with 94. 94. I loved it. There were a few, you know, like I said, the, the, the Vader scene with some of the dialogue. Um, most of it was not campy at all, which Star Wars can tend to be very mm-hmm. easily. When we go from Solo to Rogue One, it's very easy to probably overscore Rogue One a little bit. Yeah. But I feel like I've seen this movie enough times to give it a proper rating. And I feel like 94 is perfect. 96. It was, nice. It was, it was so Don't hate it. Don't, I don't hate it. I don't, I, don't I don't know why I'm not saying 100 right now. I, I I mean, I know it had a couple flaws. Let's take one off for Saw Gerrera. I don't know. <laughs> but it's just a great movie. 96. This movie uh, was awesome. I feel like it's still going to continue to be my favorite Star Wars movie. I've seen it so many times. Yeah. Many, many times. Probably seven or eight. Uh, really love it. Really will, love it. And I will say this again. I think I said this last week. We heard, I think, the premise of this movie. And we were like, what? Mm-hmm. We know how this ends. Everyone's going to die. Like, what is the point of this? And it turns out it matters a lot. Yeah. Like, this this movie was so much more important and needful than Solo. The stakes oh were so high in a movie that we knew the end to. Yeah. And the stakes, it felt so important Everything that was happening, I was just on the edge of my seat. And I've watched this movie so many times. Yeah. Shout out to Gareth Edwards, who hasn't directed anything since. Really? I don't know. Seriously. Seriously. That's crazy. He did a fucking great job with this movie. Oh, it's perfect. Um, yeah. All right, guys. So I know we've gone super long. One of our longest episodes ever. But we have to quickly. We'll go into this next week. We'll go into it with spoilers next week. But we did all go opening night. Field trip. In person. Oh, my God. I can't believe we didn't get into this. field trip to Black Widow. First movie we've seen in like two years. And we just need to give some instant reactions to Black Widow. Spoiler free. We'll do spoiler stuff next week with a little more time since we went so fucking long. We'll plan better. My fault. Um, But one, how great was it to see a movie? In person, it in was wonderful. The best thing that's happened. I had a in great time years. with yeah. you guys. <laughs> Could have uh, been happy. We saw that. other humans, yeah, that yeah. were out and about. So here's what I want to say about it: the movie, um, the first like sixty percent of the movie, I was like, this is one of my favorite Marvel movies, and it was so different. It was so dark. It had such great actors in it. Um, I love ScarJo. I thought that uh, gosh, Florence Pugh, man, Florence Pugh is a star, superstar. Oh, yeah, 
a star turned here. I couldn't even believe how good she was. David Harbour was great. Um, I thought that they nailed most of it. Um, I thought that the end was so hectic that I spent a lot of the end of the movie thinking to myself, man, this is really too hectic. Yeah. <laughs> and that's not a great place to be when you're like trying to really be into something. When mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I just don't love these decisions they're making. I think that's a problem. And so I really liked the movie and I thought the acting was great and I thought it was really funny and enjoyable. Um, but I thought that they they overdid it a little bit. I agree. Yeah. I think it was like a B to a B plus. Mm-hmm. Um, if I have to score it based on like my entire evening of like having appetizers and a beer and a, a drink on a nice comfy reclining chair, it's a 99. Great right. time. Um, exactly. But the film alone, I think is it suffered. Um, like Eric said, towards the end. Um, and it's not an indictment on the characters. I think they got a little crazy with the plot. Um, it was fun. It was, it, it was a lot of fun. The like, action scenes were fantastic. It was almost fantastic. like both expected. Like, of course she's going to go after like her evil past and sure. go after those people. Okay. That's what they're going to make a movie, a solo movie about and unexpected in like how over the top they went with it. I don't yeah. want to say anything else, but it got like just a little too, it was, it was hectic too much. Me. Like, is it, is this a small movie or a big movie? I just yeah. couldn't tell it at many points. So when it felt like a man. small movie, it was great. Yeah. And when it felt like a big movie, I was, I was like taken out of it. And it, yeah. and it was quick. Yeah. It went from a small movie to all of a sudden like, whoa. Yeah. Okay. Everything that was just an interaction <clears throat> with the family was. Mm, well, okay. We'll, I liked we'll, it. We'll save it for for next. Yeah, week. yeah. We'll save it. Um, do you want to give a Rotten Tomato score on it? Um, I mean, I you said B, so was that eighty five? Like eighty five. I'm yeah. fine with eighty five. I me. think I would give it like an eighty three. I put it in the middle of the star of the MCU at this point, but I want to watch it again. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I, it deserves dude, a second viewing. I, no. I I thought for sure I'd be able to watch with this with my kids. Um, no. I don't think so. No, I don't think so. I just I just want to say really one more thing. Graphic at times. The best part of the movie was the introduction with the girl cover of smells like teen spirit yes yeah when that was going on i was like this is gonna be the best movie ever yeah. like i was so it was a very sick like cover <laughs> of that song very it was good. so dark and like everything they were showing about like these russian soldier women i don't know it was cool so give me scar joe and florence Pugh like together in scenes for like yeah. a bunch of I movies know, that i'm it. down yeah all right, guys, that's it. That's all the time we have. Um, sorry we went so long, but hopefully you guys enjoyed it. Stay, stuck with us this whole time. Check out our sports cast, and uh, we'll be back with you guys soon. Thanks for listening to the Nord East Podcast. Podcast.